On today's episode, we talked about who we are, where, where we, we came from, what to expect, why we're doing this, with a little bit of death and a little bit of talk. We can get you to start talking, living, breathing, death. Let's talk about death, Nick. Because if you ain't talking about death, you're not living. Let's talk about death, baby. Let's talk about grief and mourning. Is it argumental or existential? What's it mean to me? Let's talk about death. Hi, I'm Benny Capal, and I'm a funeral professional. And I'm Nicholas Capal, a psychotherapist. Hey, Nick, let's talk about death. Let's do it. So I'm Benny, Benny Capal. I'm a funeral professional here in Ida, Michigan. Um, been licensed now for seven, ten years, somewhere around there. Do everything from meeting families to going on the death call to the embalming to the actual arrangement conference, visitation, funeral, burial, cremation. Uh, I'm Nicholas Kapal. I'm a psychotherapist. I've been in the game for about... Uh, I think this will be going on seven years. I used to have a practice in Monroe County, but I'm switching my practices up to Wyandotte, Michigan. Other than that, I, I'll give you the psychology points. And we're identical twins. We oh, literally I, somewhat look alike. If I lost 60 pounds, yes. we would look really a lot alike. The only difference we have is four minutes. Really, that makes a difference. That's it. That's four it. minutes. I've been on this Oh, and we're Scorpios, too. I don't know if anybody's into that kind of stuff. We got a lot to talk about there. Mm, stings. The main focus of this podcast for all of you out there is is that we are going to try to talk about very intense, very, uh, at times, maybe even dramatic. Oh, and we're um, going to give it to you. We're going to give it to you pretty <laughs> roughly. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's okay. It's okay that you're human and you're going to laugh. You're going to chuckle. You're going to snort. You might even uh, get some coffee come up your nose. You might snort in some snorts. George, <laughs> that's Because let's be honest. They're coming back. Who doesn't listen to podcasts when oh, they drink no. coffee in the morning, right? Yes. Um, but also, at the end of the day, realize we are human, too. We are going to say things that you might not uh, respect, understand, or agree with. You like that? That's the three. I, I like that. But that's the three. It's let's get the conversation. Let's get in the conversation rolling. But let's be real. Ben and I are professionals. We have we're very learned um, on these topics. When it comes to these topics, yeah. <laughs> Other stuff we that's not going to go into math. Um, but but at the end of the day, when we talk about death, realize that we do have experience. And we're coming from a very empathetic but compassionate place. Although we are going to challenge you to think. Come up with some questions for us, and let's keep this conversation going, and let's keep this conversation hot. And oh, ooh, hot! And you actually like hot and bothered. Like, I want it. it. It hurt my ears. I want to get that. I want to get that uncomfortable feeling talking, because that's the stuff we need to talk about. You need to talk about. Ben and I realize we've been in the, the game long enough. We can tell you that there's certain things that we don't even think about. Oh, absolutely. Especially because we were raised in a funeral home. We grew up, we grew around, up it. around it. So there's certain things that probably we have an armor to it. We were raised to have an armor around it. However, that doesn't necessarily mean that we don't feel it. Oh, gosh, we feel it. Oh, we feel it. Oh, there's always, but there's always things that Ben and I are learning about it, too. 
Yes, so absolutely, we're not going to say we know everything because we don't know everything. And you're going to know things that we don't know, and that is where you come in. We're here to listen to you, too. We're here to listen to your thoughts because Nick and I don't know everything. We, we know 90%, 99%, 99.999%, but we don't know everything. And maybe we get something a little bit off or wrong, or maybe we get into a topic that's very uncomfortable for you, and that's okay because that's oh. Okay. Or maybe Ben just goes on a tangent to prove something. Yes. Sometimes I do that. Sometimes he spins the wheels too hard, if you get my drift. But that's why I'm here. I'm here to protect you guys from Ben's craziness. And I'm here when Nick gets really boring to help out. There you go. There you go. So it's okay. So we're going to do that. We're going to be talking about some pretty intense stuff, but we're going to add a little bit of a flair because that's just what we do. And a little bit of humor because, again... Sometimes you got to laugh or we're all going to go you got to laugh. Go crazy. My experience when when I listen to people talking about death it's it's kind of stuffy. It's kind of uh, uh how would I put it? Uh very educational, um very, you know, Kubler Ross, five stages. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and you Most can't just you can't throw those that. to the side. Don't don't get me wrong. You cannot throw those aside. However, one thing that I would like to do with this podcast for you is to p- allow the Grim Reaper to sit in the room, but get a laugh out of it, right? Because I think that's one thing that I will say that is super important when we're talking about some of these very in-depth, kind of terrifying, um, probably emotionally, uh, how would I put it, uh, targeted conversations, is, is that it's okay to have feelings. It's, it's okay to go, ooh, I, I don't like that. I think the most important thing that we're trying to get is that you're a you you understand what that feeling is, right? Ooh, I don't like that, because that is the stuff we should be talking about. If you ever get that idea that you're like, ooh, I don't want to, no, I'm done with that. That's what we want to talk about. That's what we want you to send in questions about, because that's the stuff that Ben and I have lived around, and not saying that we don't feel it like you guys do. But it's more of we have maybe a different spin on it. Maybe we can flip the lens a little bit. And it's okay to feel. It's okay to have feelings. It's okay mm-hmm. to feel any way you want to feel. Death is going to at times strangle you, at times poison you. But also death is kind of eye-opening too. And I think um, there could, I'm not saying everybody goes through it, but there could be a chance that you actually learn a lot more about not only the person that you're dealing with, but your life. We are part of a fourth generation funeral home. So as, as a child of a funeral director, um, I was raised or, you know, around the funeral home. I can remember young days going into the funeral home and getting dad, you know, for dinner or, or, you know, just helping out around the funeral home, you know, mowing lawns, you know, washing cars, parking cars, parking cars, going on death calls, being a part of a family operated and owned business, whether you become a funeral director or not, you're always part of it. And it was it was our home. Like we lived right next to it too. So half of our day would be spent around it, whether we were playing rollerblades in the parking lot or like you said, doing small end jobs, but we lived by it. So or like, can you go get dad for dinner? And we'd walk over there. So the funeral home, we just it was part of us. I mean, it was the whole entity that as much as there was all this death and, and negative, there was also almost like a, like a home, like a home base for, for you and I. 
to get into it. And we got to see these families, but also we would go back home or we'd go get dad. And we knew that right. th- this was kind of an interesting, and I think for starting at a young age, Nick, we both had, both kind of wanted to be funeral directors for a while. And that switched with you because we looked up to our dad because we got to hear what dad was doing outside of it because you lose track, especially as a kid, you're very selfish. Um, why is, why is dad leaving on Christmas? Why is, you know, this is supposed to be our special birthday or we're going, we're playing JV football and dad can't be there, you know, and and there's a little bit of a selfishness. We want our dad. Why can't this, you know, why does this have to happen now? But I think also there was an understanding that we got at an early age that is life is so precious and you never know when, you never know when you're going to pull your ticket. As much as we were frustrated and and understanding that dad couldn't be there sometimes, we also understood what it took for my father to take care of his families. And at that, sometimes our family had to take the back seat. And uh, I love my mom for that. My mom's a saint. I'm going to plug her in real quick because anybody married to a funeral director will tell you it's not easy. You know, the, the late night calls, the... My mom having to, you know, take care of four boys by herself, which, I mean, besides the fact that we were saints, yeah, I mean, yeah. especially you and I, it Nick. was a difficult time. But, uh, but I also, at the same time, she understood. She understood that whether she liked it or not, there was nights that dad had to go on calls. Yeah. And again, as children of a funeral director, we also understand the idea of what hard work looks like, you know, watching my dad you understood at a very young age that it didn't matter if it was two o'clock in the morning. Didn't matter if he just got off work. He had to go back. He was he was he was lacing up. He was lacing up the suit. He was putting the tie back on while trying to make us laugh or do that while heading out the door, knowing that he was going to walk into somebody's home or a hospice or a hospital and have to deal with that. And there's almost a, there's a mind frame too of prioritizing things too. When you're with your family, he made it, he made us feel special and he wasn't trying to always, because our our funeral director's life revolves around death in these, in these families. And we give a part to each and every one of them. And uh, you know, it's one of those things where, then you have to come home to that too. And I think we did see both sides of that. We saw the duality in that dad was a family man, but he was also a businessman and we had to share our time. I think that's, that's a crucial thing too. We had to share our time with our dad, with the other families that needed him um, on their worst days of their life. You know, it, it's, there's just so much to talk about when you're talking about what a funeral director does or, you know, the whole idea of what, what it takes to deal with the, you know, the death of someone, but not only that, but the families that are hurting from it. That's one thing that, you know, even though I didn't choose to become a funeral director, that's one thing that really brought me to want to be a psychologist was the idea that there's so many people out there that are hurting from, from death, you know, or grief, you know, losing something, losing a part of them from someone that they truly loved. So, and I also think, I also think that there's an education that needs to happen. And that's that's one of the big things that I think hopefully this will do for some people is not only start the conversation about being comfortable about talking about death, but also this idea that hopefully you guys 
um, listening to this, all you people listening to this can send in questions or, you know, or just be vent. Because I think that's the biggest thing, too, is there's not a lot of people to vent about death with. There's not a lot of people that understand it. And there's a lot of people that shy away from it. And I think that death can really bring in some isolation with a lot of people, especially, you know, during this, this tough time with COVID, you know, we're all alone right now. We're all stuck in a house. And especially if you just lost a loved one, man, talk about super isolation. And then you can't, you can't share that grief with your community that you're used to, or even your family um, with numbers and all that. But yeah, I think that is the main goal of this is, to open just a open dialogue, maybe even with just your family. You know, I never thought it'd be important to talk about my, what my wishes are or maybe start getting out the old family book, dusting it off if you still have one of those and, and look back and say, you know, this may be the picture that I want for my obituary. And that's that's a hard thing. Some people are doing, and I think I think it's a very, um, what, do you, what do you call that, uh, not only spiritual but emotional um to to be able to we all know it's going to happen i I hate to tell you this everybody out there someday you are going you're you're going to die you're going to perish what are we leaving or what haven't we left to kind of discuss maybe and maybe those kind of topics just even thinking about that i think you and i are doing our job and i think that there's a lot of unknowns there's a lot of what ifs or what can I do or options or who can I reach out to? Do I, you know, when you're sitting with someone who's dying, what do we talk about? Oh, what don't yeah. we talk about? How do we talk about it? Yeah. You know? That's, that's, I'm sorry for interrupting, but that's a very important thing is how you communicate with people. How do you use, and when is sympathy or empathy or um, maybe just you're not considering what possibly they're going through, or maybe even though you went through something similar, it's completely different. And that's another thing too. Grief is so different to everybody and everybody goes through, you know, they talk about the stages, which we'll probably talk about later on in, in our podcast here. But the idea that nobody goes through the same stages, nobody goes through them at the same time. Some people it's all internal, other people it's all external. And then how do we humanistically take care of them? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. But not only the people that are grieving, but the people that are dying, too. That's a good point, too, especially when we're having, at least in our cases, too, you're you're seeing them while they're while they get these death sentences, basically. But I'm seeing them when they possibly want to do what what they call pre-need or getting just things in order, getting or um, when they go on hospice, there's something called a spend down, which is basically um, at least in from where I'm from is a way to protect a certain amount of money that the rest can't be taken by the government. You know, but those are the kind of things that I do think very similarity me and you are dealing with is being able to focus on, I, I more focused, my job is more focused on the actual death of the situation, but that doesn't, I actually spend more time with the families than I actually do with the deceased. And to challenge people not to shy away from talking about death. You know, opening the dialogue and allowing you to feel comfortable enough with the idea of being able to talk to these people about what's going on. Or, hey, you know, dad, you know, you're not doing well. Like, have you have you gone and talked to a funeral director? Right. Have you thought about, you know, what you're leaving behind, your legacy? Do you have any uh, 
things that are left unsaid or things that are left that you haven't done yet. Instead of just being like, oh, you're okay, you're going to make it through. Well, let's be honest, we're all not going to make it through. We all have our time. It's, you know, for some of us, it's a lot earlier than others. But I think the important part is, is that we live life to the fullest but also recognize the idea that we're not going to be here forever. Absolutely. And you were just saying to, to discuss with the, the dying patient, but also discuss maybe there's things that I want to say before you go. Absolutely. Or there's, there's, there's uh, things that we never got our chance to. You know, we hear that all the time in both of our professions. I didn't get a chance to say goodbye or I didn't get a chance to say I'm sorry. Or, and, and that carries on. You know, I, I have the direct impact of these families, you know, the week it's happening. And they're trying to put everything together. They, they want to follow the wishes of their loved one, but they want to keep their wishes alive. But you're seeing them six years, six, six months. Well, it could be six years, but you're seeing them down the line, possibly not even near that date. And I think a lot of, you know, what I see in being that I focus very existentially in my work one of the things I see is that whether or not they believe that, you know, something that happened six years ago, a, a loss in the family or something like that, is still influencing their decisions that they make today. So trying to get back to, you know, that unresolved grief or that uh, disenfranchised grief, I think is a big thing that hopefully we'll be able to discuss on the show a lot. Well, and I, I always like the, um, you're sorry, you're going to hear a lot about what our dad has taught us through the years, but I always liked his comment of death is like a, is like a laceration and yes, eventually you'll get scar tissue and it'll somewhat heal, but you still scary, you carry that scar for the rest of your life. And even though it may not seem like, cause that's another thing too, and we're going to talk about this disenfranchised later on too. Even though it was, if a person's 92 or 32 or four, that could mean so many different things to that person that's dealing with death. So yet again, I think it's just mainly, let's just talk about it. Let's just openly, and if we can get you out there to just, you know, maybe, maybe they're, maybe they got something there. I think we did it, right? Is that it? Hooray? Yeah, just, <laughs> we're, we're here for you. I mean, not only... You know, for our jobs, we're, you know, Ben takes care of you when something goes, goes south. Right. Um, and I'm here to pick up the pieces when, you know, realize that a funeral director doesn't have the psychology courses that a psychologist does. Correct. Um, Correct. However, their experience is what teaches them a lot of things. One thing I did want to backtrack, you, you mentioned the idea of sympathizing with people. And I want to challenge all of you listening. Um, sympathy is a tough one. Try try very hard to get to the empathy point. Sympathy is, is people don't want you to feel bad for them. Right. They just want you to hear them and understand them. That was actually something I was just I was just listening to the other day about most of the time it's always better just to listen. Yeah. Let them tell you what they're going through. Never say like the the they always say like the curse words is never say like I understand what you're going through. Yeah. Because you completely do not. And even if your your loved one died the exact same way and you were the exact same age, what they meant, what their life, what how they carry that burden is completely different. And it is and it's hard because as humans, you're just that's what you do. You go to somebody and you say I, I hope you're having a good day or how's your day going? And then you realize, oh, I'm parking the car for this 
wife that just lost her husband without thinking about it, just human nature, especially when it comes to death, there's like the human nature of like, I'm sorry for your loss. Is there anything I can do for you? And that was another thing I just learned is if you say, if, if there's anything you ever need, give me a call, you'll most likely never get a call from them because they're looking at that like it's kind of like the cop out almost without knowing. It's probably a subconscious thing. But the idea is if you're going to do something, do something. And that's, but going back to, yeah, absolutely. Sometimes just listening to them. Let them tell the story. One of the things I always like when we're in arrangement is when we, when we start bringing up the biographical things and then there's always that like the one kid that's like i can't handle this room being so quiet so i'm gonna make the the silliest joke and then we're all laughing and that's okay and that is gonna be the way that we get through this is by memories and it's okay to do that it's okay to laugh if you want to and that's what you need to do it's okay if you need to cry i mean that's another thing too we're gonna break that stigma right now that boys can't cry well, it's also well, boys okay. don't cry. It's a but cure. It's okay um, if you need to go outside and punch a tree. I'm not sure you we know can what say I mean? that, but like, no, we're we all going have against our, it. <laughs> we all have our ways of dealing with stress and anxiety. Um, hopefully, you've matured enough to understand not to hurt people with right. your stress and anxiety. But let's be honest. You know, who do we take it out on when we're really super angry, super mad, super frustrated? The people we love and ourselves and ourselves and that's and you know when i'm always you know i'm always right so nick doesn't have that problem with me is giving him absolutely 100 but yeah we're gonna say some things that are gonna be very dark and we're gonna talk about things that maybe you don't want to talk about it and maybe it's okay to turn off it's okay to pause think about it turn it back on but i would really challenge you to come back to it absolutely you know when you're taking some time to you know calm yourself down because the things that really kind of stir up the pot inside of you that's the stuff that you really need to talk about i would challenge you on the questions that you really don't want to write us write them it doesn't have to you could put it in a private message it doesn't have to be people need to know who wrote what or we're not going to say any names we're going to keep it keep your identities completely unless you want us to say your name i mean that's up to you but we're going to try very hard to, you know, keep your safety, keep your confidentiality. Realize I am not a therapist on this show. I can give you some psychological points and stuff, but right. realize I am not therapizing <laughs> Thera- at all the, the on this therapio. show. And he is he is a funeral director, but on this show, realize we're just two guys. We're loosening up the have, tie a little bit. Who have experience with death. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Oh, and I'd like to th- mention one more thing. If you tune in, you keep listening, that is why Nick and I decided to do this. We actually thought it was appropriate for the world to start talking about it. And if we could do anything, Nick, if we could get one person to talk about death, we won. Well, you know, it's... it's one it's, for the good guys. Well, it's, it, what's, what's that or idea? The you, throw, <laughs> you throw a <laughs> pebble into a stream, it makes ripple effects, right? Sure does. So if one person is talking about it, it's going to be more than one person. But does Ben need the final word on everything he says? Absolutely. I would like to end with Finn. So we would also like to just tell you that we do have a, a Gmail. Uh, let's talk about deathpod at gmail.com. Also, we will have plenty of platforms to check out, other than our six-feet shoes. <laughs> but we will have a lot of platforms. Uh, we will have a Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, 
maybe tweet. I don't know. We don't. We haven't decided yet if we're twittering, an twittering yet. We got an insta and an Instagram, and so that way you can see our faces and and you can match the face with, with the, the name. voice. <laughs> the voice. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. they had. They can't see our. They can't, they can't see, see your our brows. faces. They can't see your your. They can't hair. see my awesome hair. Your flu flu hair. It's quaff of a different form. Quaff, don't. <laughs> this is why people aren't going to listen to us. Sorry, Nick. I just can't go out curly or curly Q. Hey, I'm sorry. Curlies for got, the girls. I got the curls for the <laughs> curls for the girls. You know what I mean? Check us out. Ask your questions. The more yes. conversation we get started up, the better this is going to ro- roll. It's going to roll. And I feel up. like if you have a great question. It's going to get a really good episode. We are, are here, <laughs> here for you while talking. Okay. Stop. <laughs> Again, Ben needs the final word, everybody. I apologize. I, I would be very surprised if any of these episodes end with me talking. Oh, man. Did you see his upper lip? <laughs> he was so holding back. No, thanks. Thank you guys for tuning in. I we really appreciate it. Now you've come to the death of our episode. This episode it was focused on who we are, what we do, and why we're doing this. Uh, the next episodes will be topic based and uh, hopefully some question based. If you guys got some good questions, and you know, just to be honest, you're you're gonna die, and you're not alone. We all are gonna die someday. We're here for you. <laughs>